Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Lamppost, where we hope to be the light at the end of the tunnel in the analysis of story-driven games. I'm your host, Ethan Kane, and today I'm joined by my friend Zoe. Welcome. Hey, my name is Zoe. I'm pumped to be here. First episode, adrenaline is high, feeling good, feeling Hell spicy. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is going to go fantastic. This is our first attempt at recording. Mm -hmm. This will probably never end up anywhere no no it will so it will. pressure's low but at the same time pressure's high um <laughs> on the lamppost our goal is to dissect a variety of story rich games by analyzing the plot discussing the themes and hopefully coming to some sort of conclusion about whether these kinds of stories could be told in a different artistic medium to the same impact so could the story be told to the same effect if it was not a video game essentially I would argue personally that generally the answer is no. I think there are cases where the answer is probably yes, and hopefully those aren't the types of games we'll be discussing because I kind of want to focus on the other side of things. But I'm very interested in hearing what others think. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Campo Santo's 2016 game Firewatch, a game that I recall being somewhat controversial at the time, for a few reasons we'll discuss, but I ultimately believe it's a good jumping-off point for this show, because there's a lot to be dissected in the way that the interactivity plays into the story that's being oh, yeah. told. Um, a lot to unpack. There's so much to unpack. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> keeping things spoiler-free for now, Firewatch. What is it? The general premise is you're a fire lookout in the forest, hiking around, looking for, for fires. And as plots tend to go, things escalate from there, and it's not just a fire lookout game. But as far as gameplay goes, it's mostly hiking around through this very pretty forest. I really like the art style in this game. Oh, yeah. Visually, it's like, it is incredible. It Each is. Each area, it, 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 it works together in a way that I don't think a lot of games do, which is the world seems very well put together however comma mm -hmm. each area you go through feels like its own little area it doesn't feel like it's the same recycled thing which i oh, think yeah, is really sure. easy to do in like wilderness games especially yeah yeah i was gonna say um, for a forest like it's so yeah. so easy to fall into the trap of everything oh, looking yeah. so samey like think mm -hmm. about fucking slender <laughs> obviously oh yeah you being yeah. lost is part of the experience there but it's just like a mess of trees thrown everywhere. Yeah, it's just not exciting. It's an entire element that they just take out of a video game and it just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't make it feel very immersive yeah, anymore. Definitely not. But Firewatch, the Shoshone Forest, I believe it's called Shoshone Na Shoshone National Park. It mm -hmm. it's a beautiful little forest and it feels very much like places I have actually hiked through. Um I believe the Shoshone is an actual is it is in Let's actually look this up. Like, let's do it my research be. now while we're recording. Shoshone <laughs> National Forest is a national forest in Wyoming. Um, I have a feeling it's not like a direct map of it yeah, that you play not. on in-game. but That'd be neat. That would be neat. But this does... Actually, this is really interesting. Looking at these Firewatch Towers and everything, they look exactly like the ones that you're in really? in the game, okay. which I guess makes sense. Anyway... It is a real forest, and what I was going to say is it looks very natural in that it's not just a bunch of trees slapped around yeah. everywhere. There are different types of trees, and there's a stream, and there's cliffs and rocks, and it's just, there's so much going on in the environment. There's that little canyon that you go through several times that leads down to the lake. It's a nice camping area. It's, it's a, yeah, report that meadow. It's a very nice camping area. <laughs> So yeah, visually it's a very nice game, and most of it consists of you hiking around in that forest, doing various things that you are prompted to do by your good friend Delilah. Oh, girl boss. <laughs> Not what going into too many spoilers, you 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 speak with her over your radio throughout the entirety of the game, and that's another main element of the gameplay is your conversations with Delilah. And wonderful voice acting as well from both the main character, Henry, and from Delilah. I should probably say they're the voice actors' names. 
Oh, yeah. Firewatch. Cast. Once again, doing research as we record. Uh, Rich Sommer as Henry. And we've got Sissy Jones as Delilah. Gameplay mostly consists of walking around in the forest and talking to Delilah. And Mm -hmm. that's not for everyone, I will say. And that's one of the reasons this game wasn't massively popular. Because it was what many people described as a walking simulator. Where Mm -hmm. the majority of what you do is walk around as the plot unfolds. Incredibly story driven. It is. And I love that kind of game. I love when it's like, it's just a narrative that mm-hmm. you can get completely immersed in. Um, but it's not for like everyone. reading, but fun. It is. It's like reading, but fun. It's I worthwhile. I have more fun with it than I do with movies as well, because you just oh, yeah. you can stay engaged when it's a game, because you, you're doing mm-hmm. something actively. You have to progress the plot yourself. Um, we'll get into more of the reasons the interactivity is important later on, because it does do a lot for the the themes and the plot of the game but game is not for everyone if walking around in the forest on scenic hikes while talking to someone over the radio doesn't sound like fun there's not much more gameplay that's going to get you invested but if that does sound intriguing highly recommend you check the game out yourself i think it's a worthwhile experience it's definitely worthwhile. There are there are other reasons it was a controversial game, uh, which we'll get into in the spoilery section of this, but if the basic premise sounds interesting, you should go for it before continuing on, probably. Okay, so I think we've covered just about as much as we can without encroaching mm-hmm. on spoiler territory, so yeah. it's time to transition into the spoiler zone we're going to recap the plot in some more depth and dissect it a bit um for its themes and the value of it being interactive so Mm -hmm. if you haven't played firewatch and it sounds interesting stop here come back when you've played through it we'll miss you but we understand Okay, plot. General gist of it. Henry, the main character, his wife is suffering from early onset dementia uh, at 41 years old, which is terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. And she has moved off to live with her family in Melbourne, Australia. Um, And her family, not the biggest fans of Henry, they think he should have done more to care for her as her condition was worsening. Which then prompts Henry, in an attempt to escape this situation, to take a job as a fire lookout in the middle of the Shoshone Forest in Wyoming. I think that's a pretty critical piece of setup to this entire game. I would love to comment on, I I thought this is really neat, even in my uh, first playthrough of it, that they used dementia as like the tragedy Mm -hmm. for the game. Because I feel like dementia... You know, usually it's it's going to be something more physical, like, you know, cancer or like they they lost a limb or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like dementia was a really kind of an, an interesting uh, choice to go with because it's Definitely. so much more devastating, I feel like, especially at 41. Like um, that is incredibly early onset. That is it is. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that that really kind of set up the story to be the emotional roller coaster that it is. Yeah, for sure. I feel like when it does come to creating trauma for a main character, it is very often done via a physical ailment or someone mm-hmm. dying. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to say death is usually the number one uh-huh. go-to. And I think the fact that they made it dementia specifically in that her body is fine. She's not going to like mm-hmm. she's not going to die anytime soon. She's she's alive, she's fine, but mentally she is degrading and that's yeah so it makes you feel powerless to think about that and that powerlessness is very very crucial to making the intro to this game feel oppressive and it's it's done via like a choose your own adventure style thing where you have to 
select which option you'd like to proceed with. And mm -hmm. I think the thing that makes it so effective in the way that it does it is that your choices in the end don't really matter. Everything yeah. goes to shit no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that makes you feel so small. Yeah. No, it, it it's an incredibly crushing way to start off the game. And it's also, it's a perfect way to structure kind of the rest of the game because I feel like, you know, going to the Firewatch job, it wasn't, you know, it's an escape, but a temporary escape because she is still alive. Mm -hmm. um, he has the choice to go back to her. That's something that Delilah mentioned several times throughout the story. Um, and you feel for him because clearly every time it's brought up, you know, he, he doesn't seem to really want to talk about it. Um, because it's not like this is a one and done thing. You know, he, he got this job, she moved back, but it's just like a perfect setup because it keeps tugging at you throughout the game. It does. Um, you know, it's, it's, you don't just forget about it. It keeps getting brought up because she is still a part of the story, um, regardless of her disease. Whenever it does get brought up, it gives you multiple options on how to respond to Delilah. And the majority of those options are dodging the question somehow. Mm -hmm. yeah. It makes it very clear that this is an uncomfortable thing. And when you do pick the options that are actually telling Delilah about what's going on, Henry sounds so fucking hollow as he's oh, talking yeah. about what happened. He, he sounds guilty. He does. He sounds incredibly guilty. And that is, again very 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 important to i think the themes of this game because mm -hmm. this i think we're just gonna do this whole section completely out of order i don't think we need to discuss the plot and then the themes because i just want to i just want to get to the meat of it right now totally yeah me too <laughs> i think the fact that he is so guilty and that it's a constant lingering threat of needing to confront this is mm -hmm. so important because in my interpretation, at least, and I think it's a pretty popular interpretation, but the game is first and foremost about escapism and about yes. how escapism can never be a permanent thing. You can hide from the problems you've got in your everyday life, but they're going to come back and bite you in the ass at some point, and you can't just run away forever. You're going to have mm -hmm. to face the facts at some point and do something. And that being told through this terrible, oppressive introduction that makes you feel tiny, and then it opens you up into this complete freedom of the forest, but then there's this constant nagging that you're gonna have to return to that oppression and that terrible feeling that you started off with. It's so devastating. It's it's a really, really unique dy dynamic that I haven't seen in a game before, because uh, just like you said, I mean, the setting of going out, I, I think it's a pretty common sentiment that uh, people after playing this game, I did at least, I looked up Firewatch jobs. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with this idea of going out to this tower in the middle of just huge, beautiful forest. It is probably the most freeing job you could have. Your job is to hike around and look for fires. That's like, that's awesome. That's cool. Like, I think it is probably one of the most freeing jobs you could have. And the sense of guilt, and just like you said, a perfect way to describe it, lingering threat. That is like, it, it just, it's a dynamic that works so well together because you have all of this freedom, but really you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. um, because that is something that, you know, I mean, that that issue in particular, that's something that you can't really escape no matter where you go. Yeah, no, definitely um, not. It is always going to be there. So I just I thought that was that was a really, really neat thing that I have not seen done in a video game before. I haven't seen that done before either. OK, so moving on a bit more with the plot. So Henry takes this job as a fire lookout and everything's fun in games for a bit. Henry gets a call from Delilah about these teen girls who are setting off fucking fireworks in the middle of the woods and he has to go down there and yell at them and get them to stop and they're mm -hmm. assholes about it because they're drunk but then things start to get a bit more sinister henry encounters some strange figure in the dark and delilah fires back with one of the snarkiest comments i've ever heard saying something like there's something they don't tell you about this place it's outside <laughs> People can just come and go as they please. It's terrible. 
<laughs> um, oh. Love Delilah so much. She just I adore her. She brings this levity to moments like that. And then it also makes it so much more impactful when she does start to understand the seriousness of the situation, at least from her perspective. Mm -hmm. And when she comes down to your level of being disconcerted by things, it's so striking because yeah. she has been poking at you, making fun of you the whole game. And then it's like, oh, shit, this is actually serious now. So the next day, Henry discovers that the communications cable has been cut intentionally cut it's a very clear man-made cut and not just it broke or fell down or something and he finds evidence there that the the drunk teens had done it and heads over to their camp on the way he discovers a backpack from brian goodwin oh brian brian goodwin um that was a really unexpected plot point. It was. I felt. It it starts it off innocently enough with just finding his backpack and you learn that he was the son of a previous fire lookout named Ned Goodwin. Mm -hmm. And that the Goodwins left before their term serving in the the lookout tower was done. And Delilah just assumed they couldn't handle it and they went home. We find out later that that is not what happened. And it, it's a very devastating moment when you learn the it truth. It is. It, it wasn't even, you know, normally I feel like something like that would freak me out. And it, it did freak me out to some degree. But, like, getting up to that big reveal and having it finally be what you really, really, really didn't want it to be, it's more, I felt, like, empty afterwards. <laughs> um, it, it, it was just... I, I personally did not expect it at all. Um, the story was kind of leading up and setting up for it to be that, but subconsciously I was really just hoping that it would be anything other than what it was. So when it was that, it was it, it just set a really weird tone for the rest of the game, it but does. it worked. It, it does. worked it really sets well. It's such think. a strange tone for the rest of the game because after discovering the wire was cut, Henry goes back to the teens' camp and it's been destroyed and they insist that it was Henry who did it, even though he mm -hmm. never saw them in their camp. Um, and it ends up spiraling into this big mystery where Henry discovers a clipboard with recordings of all of his conversations with Delilah. And things start to escalate more and more as he discovers this station in Wapiti Meadow that is not on his or Delilah's maps uh, called Wapiti Station. And it's full of this equipment that's they don't have any idea what it's for. It's heavy equipment, expensive equipment, monitoring equipment of some kind. And there's this buildup of it's almost like a government cover up narrative that they're being listened to and monitored and that they're test subjects of some kind. And they're like documents recording like their susceptibility to manipulation and stuff like that. And you get so caught up in this mystery and Delilah also gets so caught up in this mystery and this tension is building. And then it all kind of culminates in finally getting into the cave that you haven't been able to get into the whole game because the keys were missing. You find the keys, you get into the cave expecting to find some crux of that that mystery that cover-up yeah and you find the body of brian goodwin who had died in a climbing accident and it just knocks the wind out of you yeah yeah all the That's momentum really comes crashing down and it's just you've come to this screeching halt standing over the body of brian goodwin in his fucking D, &D t-shirt his head covered mm. in rocks it's so disappointing. Not disappointing from, like, a, a game standpoint where it's like, oh, man, that's, you know, such a shitty, such a shitty, like, build-up, you know, just for it to be this. Mm -hmm. It is disappointing in the sense that you have never met this child, you don't know him, but you still, it, it, like, you do. Because I, I, oh, I don't, 
you've like you've heard about him mm -hmm. you know of him you know that he's an innocent kid he's bright he's smart you know he's he's got a good head on his shoulders and that's all you know about him so to see him in that state just that's not how you wanted to meet him yeah no not at all it's the first time you ever see him and the last that's another thing you, you don't there's mm -hmm. no you don't go back to it that's just that's it that's all you see of him mm -hmm. is a mangled corpse at the bottom of a cave. And it's just really gut-wrenching. The music in that moment just... Oh, ugh. yeah. And they make you step over the body to leave the cave. Mm -hmm. And it just... Yeah. It feels so terrible to discover that. And you reveal this information to Delilah, who blames herself for this because children weren't supposed to be in the forest at all and if she had reported ned goodwin for having his kid with him his kid would quite possibly still be alive and yeah. she goes more <laughs> silent than you've ever heard her go yeah, throughout the game that's that's a really good point that's the silence was i think what really got me because it would have been a much different a whole it would have just been a much different mood altogether if they had chosen to you know have her like burst out in tears you know um keep blaming herself verbally over and over again but she just stopped talking and she is like the primary she is the only source of human interaction you really get mm -hmm. other than you know the teenagers by the lake and stuff um so with that gone it's just left for you to think about it now you have to sit there and think about it in silence because you don't have your primary source of like interaction. Exactly. Um, uh, it, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a really, really neat way how they decided to do that. Cause it forces you to reflect on the situation yourself instead of just watching Delilah reflect on yeah, it. Yeah. Humans are very social creatures and we do a lot of our processing of information by bouncing ideas off of each other. So when that's taken away from you at this crucial moment, you just feel so alone and empty. And it's scary. Delilah, I felt scared. Delilah doesn't ever talk the same amount she did for the rest of the game. Yeah. She's just a much quieter person after that moment. She is so in her own head and just doesn't really want to talk to you right now. Mm -hmm. Understandably so. Yeah, that's a yeah, traumatic discovery. But you then proceed on to discover that this whole mystery that you thought was some government secret was actually Ned Goodwin who did not leave his post. He actually had been living in the woods for all those years after his son died in that climbing mm -hmm. accident. Ned Goodwin is one of my favorite kinds of characters, not in terms of like him as a person, but just how they have him sort of integrated into the game. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of um, Ratman from Portal. Oh, it does. Uh, probably my favorite character. Ratman is, I just think he's fascinating. Um, and Ed Goodwin kind of reminds me a lot of him in regards to like messing with the player uh, from a distance. You never actually see him. Um, you find his little den at the end that he's been living in for all of this time and collecting all of these things. Uh, going insane um, to a degree. Uh, it's just I don't know. I I I really love characters like that. It's just so elusive, and it's so it, it makes you mad that like you yeah. can't meet them at the end. I wanted to see this man because I was personally I was mad at him um, before we got all the information that we did at the end. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I really wanted there to be some like big build up, but he's just gone and that seems much more realistic it does uh, than having like a confrontation with the player because mm -hmm. at, at that point the forest fire has approached and he knows it's coming mm -hmm. and he's evacuated his little den yeah to find another place to live in the forest that won't burn down that little den scene it, i love that it's really good i I love how rushed you feel because you are literally in the midst of the fire. Mm -hmm. Like it is going to be there soon and you need to leave. Having 
all of the answers that you need finally right in front of you and not even having time to like really look through all of them, I left feeling like incomplete. Just, That's sort of how uh, that game left me feeling in general. I felt incomplete, but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. you, um, you've, you've put it perfectly. You finally have all the answers and you know that no one's ever going to see them. They're all going to go yeah. up in smoke in mm -hmm. like an hour. And it just leaves you with this feeling of what what was the point? What did I gain from this? Yeah. I yeah. feel like I've only uncovered negative information that it it didn't leave me feeling rewarded. It left me feeling empty. And Delilah says the same thing. She says that she knows she should be happy that there was no government cover-up. It was all Ned Goodwin pretending that this stuff was going on to try to get you off his trail. Mm -hmm. She should feel relieved that none of that's happening, but she sounds she exhausted. She, yeah. she tells you that more than anything, she just regrets not reporting Ned in the beginning. Yeah. And she sounds like she just wants to be done with it. Like by the end of the mm -hmm. game, she is she sounds so not eager to leave because she's still hesitant, obviously, because mm -hmm. it's the big climax with meeting Henry and everything. But um, she just sounds drained. I, I, I can't. And I feel like Henry is almost, I mean, probably more than likely in the same boat, um, because even in the den scene, uh, one thought that I had while playing through that was, oh my god, why aren't you collecting this evidence? Carry as much as you can on you, like, mm -hmm. back to where you need to be. And he didn't even bother. He did not bother picking, you know, any of the documents up, um, nothing. He just left, because I feel like they both were so just exhausted and tired of the situation that they just wanted to be done. Mm -hmm. And not bring anything back from it, and just try their best to maybe forget about it. Yeah. They had so much momentum in thinking that it was something bigger than themselves, but when they discovered that it was just a sad, sad man, like, mm -hmm. just trying his best to avoid taking responsibility for what happened, like, it, Defeating. it stops feeling like an adventure and starts feeling like you've just witnessed a very intimate tragedy. Yeah. No, it's very, it's very human i think is the best way i can describe it it feels very real mm -hmm. um because you know i mean obviously you know it would have been way more action-packed if it were some big you know government conspiracy high you know yeah it, it, but it's not it's just very personal and sad and disappointing and leaves you feeling just sorry for these characters it really does and I also really appreciate that Delilah has a different interpretation of it than I think most players would have, because she believes it was Ned's fault that Brian died, that Ned had mm -hmm. killed Brian. And as a player, all of the evidence you see points towards the fact that Ned, or sorry, that Brian died in a climbing accident. It seems very obvious that it was a climbing accident. Just the way that the body is framed, all the information you find about how Brian didn't like climbing, but his dad wanted him to. It very much sets it up to be a climbing accident. Unless yeah. Ned had for some reason gone through the effort to fake it and make it look like a climbing accident, which Henry does mention the possibility of that, but he does not seem convinced that that's the case. Delilah, no, not, not having seen the body, is under this impression that Ned is a much more sinister force than he is. And mm -hmm. I think that's another point where Delilah has been this reflection tool for so long where you can bounce ideas off of each other and try to process what's going on. But you come, first of all, to this realization that all of the analysis you've done with Delilah throughout the game was incorrect. There is no conspiracy at all. And then Delilah starts sharing this interpretation of the events that you as a player know is not how it actually happened. And it sort of makes you realize that Delilah's another human being 
She's not just yeah. this tool for reflection. She has her own interpretation of these events, and she's just as unreliable as you are. She is not infallible. She is processing this the best she can. And it's just this very intimate relationship that has built up over this time. Just suddenly it's like there's a wedge between the two of you and you're not on the same wavelength anymore. And it's yeah. just this really depressing feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable too, because you guys have been so like, you know, buddy, buddy up until that point in the game. Um, and to have everything just ripped away within the matter of what, maybe, you know, a minute. It's it's jarring. It's very jarring. And then the conclusion comes around, and probably one of the most controversial things about this game happens mm -hmm. in that you never get to meet Delilah in person. I remember the first time I played around that, I was I was so disappointed. I was I, I was a hundred percent like I, I thought that was a mistake. Um, I, I was so upset that we didn't get to like meet this person. The build up, the entire story felt like a build up to meeting her, and then just to have it not happen on top of already feeling so empty with the plot because of what happened with Brian and Ned. It, it's I was so disappointed. But through our most recent playthrough, I'm actually. I, I really appreciate the ending, like, a lot. Yeah? A lot, a lot. A lot more than I did before. I think also just because this time around, when it comes around to that she, uh, the helicopter coming up to pick around Delilah the first time, um, mm. I was, at first, I, I, I said, hey, wait for me. That's what I did on my first playthrough, and I think that was a mistake. Because getting there and having her be gone when you're under the impression that she's going to be there and then just arriving to an empty watchtower, that killed me. Mm -hmm. I was like on the verge of tears my first playthrough because I was <laughs> so excited to meet her. Uh, but I think just letting her go the first chance you get and not setting yourself up for disappointment, that was like, I don't know. It just kind of tied it all together for me. It felt right that you didn't meet her. To me, that sort of, that choice you get to make where you can ask Delilah to wait for you or you can tell her to get out of there because mm -hmm. it's not safe that to me is like you know how in some video games they, they have these points where you have to have had some skill at a certain level to get past this area like you're otherwise yeah. you're just not going to be able to get through it and to me that sort of reads as that a similar kind of skill check but for whether or not you've come to terms with what the game's trying to tell you because if you understand that the game is about not getting resolution to everything like that, that life isn't like that, that you can't run off into this fantasy world and have a happy ending for everything. If you understand that and you're content with Delilah moving on, that's a sort of more satisfying conclusion. But if you're still mm -hmm. clinging on to this wanting to meet Delilah and have your fairy tale ending, then they're going to crush you. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they really do. Uh, it, it's, yeah, crushing is the best way to put it. It's just, and what you do get of Delilah, you still get to talk to her at, on the radio at the very end. Um, but even besides that, the closest you do get to Delilah is you're in her watchtower and you can see her living space. And it's, I love that part. It's That's my favorite part of the very game. very similar to you quote-unquote meeting ned goodwin in that mm -hmm. all you get to see of him is this is where he's been living and this is the life he's lived and this it reveals so much about the person when you see their living space it does and i think it's kind of brilliant because this whole game there's also just like little trinkets scattered everywhere in cash boxes and a lot of players will gather stuff up and bring it back to their watchtower and just put a bunch of random crap they've found in their watchtower. And it you kind of build up this own reflection of yourself in your own living space, just in what stuff you decide to bring back and store in your watchtower for no particular reason. It doesn't help you. 
Maybe you've got a pet turtle in there because you happen to find a pet turtle that I've never found because I keep forgetting. Imagine not getting the pet turtle. <laughs> I always forget about the turtle. Um, yeah, okay, then. <laughs> it's like one of the only achievements I don't have in that game because I keep forgetting to grab the turtle. Um, you can just say you're bad at the game. It's I'm okay. terrible at the game. <laughs> I'm terrible at Firewatch. Um, <laughs> but like maybe you've gathered a bunch of books from cash boxes and you've got your bookshelf completely full of all these different really shitty mystery novels that you can find that are all like based on different countries. There's like, what is it? It's like murder down under or something. And it's the picture on the cover is a person with a blood splatter under their head in the shape of Australia. Like that looks like the shittiest book ever, but <laughs> maybe that's the kind of stuff you've gathered and you kind of, you build up this space in your watchtower throughout the course of the game. And it's a reflection of you and then the only experience you get to have with other characters throughout the game is seeing their own reflections of themselves. And mm. there's something so interesting about that being the most intimate look at a person that you get. I feel like I'm just going off on a complete tangent. I never wrote anything you are else down no, about this. No, 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 no. You're making a perfect point because this is also something I wanted to talk about was the living spaces and how that's really, with Ned and Delilah in particular, that being the only look into their lives that you really get. Mm -hmm. um, being a Delilah's watchtower, that felt, I'm trying to think of the word for it, 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 it felt surreal. Um, mm -hmm. Just being in there and finally seeing all of her little trinkets and knowing that you are in her living space. You were so close. She was in this spot like less than 20 minutes ago. It, it, yeah, it was that recent. You see her cut up apple because she was eating apple slices with peanut butter yeah. and it's sitting on the table. Like it was, she was just there. And you just missed her. And it's just, I don't know, having the only look at her be the stuff that she's collected over her time at this job. I think they do a really, really, really good job at sort of conveying what kind of person they are, just given what they have uh, laying around. I'm trying to think of... She had something funny in there. I'm trying she to remember the, what it was. She had the sign for Pork Pond. Yes, yes, she that's what it was. early in the game that people kept stealing the sign for Pork Pond because it's called Pork Pond, and it's a, mm -hmm. it's a funny-looking sign. And <laughs> you finally get to her watchtower, and she stole a Pork Pond sign, and it's hanging up on her wall. It just... It is a perfect touch. There's so many little things like that in the Watchtower that just, it, it, it almost makes up for not meeting her. Because it, it feels like, all right, I didn't really physically meet you, but just seeing this alone, it's like, all right, I, I, I know who you are. <laughs> they allude to so much about her character, and then when you get to her living space, you get to have that sort of stuff confirmed. Like, you know that mm -hmm. she's a big tequila drinker, and you find bottles of tequila in her fucking watchtower. There's one that's, like, half empty on her desk, and there's another empty bottle in her trash can. There's a day where she asks you to describe yourself, and she draws a picture of you, and you can find that picture that she drew of you. Yeah, and I forgot it, about it that. And it varies based on how you described yourself, and it's always a very funny little drawing. And it's just this... I don't even know how to describe it. You're right. It's such a, like, you're almost able to touch her. She's so close. She's just yeah. out of reach. No, that's that's what really, really got me, was first arriving there and having her be gone. On top of already just being completely devastated, it just, yeah, I mean, just the apples in particular, that really messed me up, because it mm -hmm. just shows, oh, man, I was so close. So close. Like, like months have gone by for this moment and i missed it by a matter of minutes it just it it oh it's it, crushing it really it's, destroys you yeah and i think that's really important to what the game's trying to say mm -hmm. you just you're not gonna get resolutions like that in the real world and you can try to live this fairy tale life but it's just not gonna happen unfortunately that's not the world we live in yeah it's a very very realistic game it is and that's not what i expected going into because it, it so spends it so long trying to convince you that it's something bigger that it's mm -hmm. some cover-up some conspiracy is going on that there's something mm -hmm. spooky out in the woods and then you finally learn that it was all just built up in their own minds because they're people too and they also want to live that fantasy life and 
they're not going to get that opportunity. None of us are. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting theme, one that I haven't mm-hmm. seen before. And I think the fact that it is a game is really, really important to that theme because you get put in that same situation of trying to escape whatever your daily life is by playing this pretty little game. And you can hike around in the forest and you can have a turtle and you can collect a bunch of stuff and it's fun. And then it all ends and you have to go back to the real world just like Henry has to, just like Delilah has to, Mm -hmm. just like Ned should have, but he didn't. He stayed in his fantasy world and he became a hermit living in the woods who was scared of everyone and so so sad Mm -hmm. it's such an interesting message and it makes you really feel that crushing disappointment that everyone else must feel in that story it's it's so good i'm I, i i cannot recommend it enough um i didn't think that i would be that into it going into it my first time um but it, it, the story alone, it's its something that I don't think is, this might be a too broad, broad of a statement, but I don't think it's really been done in a game before. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's very unique so. in the sense that it's its 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 a little bit of an experience. I don't really consider it a game. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Was there anything else that we needed to discuss? Because we've been recording for about an hour now. We're kind of past this point because we've talked about the ending, but I think um, discussing our opinions on Ned and what he did, whether or not it was ethical um oh yeah would be kind of interesting just in regards to not giving his son a burial and running from everything like can you blame him is he at fault that sort of thing yeah i never did find that quote so i'm gonna have to try to look a little deeper but he says something along the lines of like he thought about going back home and telling people what happened and burying his son and he just didn't see the point in confronting something like that because i guess he didn't feel that would bring him any closure or i guess he didn't feel strong enough to confront yeah, i think that. he was just very scared given the nature of him i mean hiding and working mm-hmm. alongside the characters in the way he did he just seems like a very scared man and we know he was in the military and that he had some form of ptsd as well so mm-hmm. already someone who's struggling right off the bat and then for this to happen he just completely disconnected from society he was just done yeah. there he didn't feel there was anything left for him which is really depressing yeah no it is it's probably one of the most depressing elements of the game i think that was like that oh finding that bit of information out and seeing where he had been living for god knows how long mm-hmm. years and you can find the thing he things he's like salvaged to make his equipment work. You see mm-hmm. the the snowmobiles that had been crashed over by Pork Pond that were missing their batteries. You see that he stole their batteries and was using them to power his stuff. He stole the radio from the drunk teens and was using that parts from mm-hmm. it to construct his ham radio. It's just so much stuff that you've seen lying around at some point, and then it disappears but you assume that's just it's the next day now the game just cleaned up everything that wasn't relevant anymore but yeah it was ned ned took all that shit because he's living here that's how he gets his supplies that's how he survives in these woods Mm -hmm. is taking shit that people leave behind which is i've never really thought about that before i just kind of took it for granted that stuff would despawn whenever it was done being important I'm not gonna lie, that is something that I never even noticed. Yeah. I I did not I totally just thought the game cleaned it up, but that is so much cooler. Yeah, all oh the stuff God. all the stuff that disappears is in Ned's bunker somewhere. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, I love that. What? He's just been How looting. Did I not notice that? He's been looting to survive. That's insane. I love that kind of level of detail. I know. It it feels unnecessary, but when you notice it, it's like, holy shit. Oh, it makes it so worth it. really cared about this. Oh my god. And that's just another aspect of the game being so incredibly realistic. Not Mm -hmm. only in terms of story, but environment as well. I don't think there's anything that happens just for the sake of it 
being gameplay. Like, not that I can think of anywhere. No. Um, no, I don't think so. I think it is entirely story-driven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we've talked through pretty much everything that I was going to talk through. We didn't mention one of the pieces of the interactivity being that you have to hike around to get places, and that sort of sets the pace for things. Because as the story unfolds, generally what the game will do is if you've just uncovered some big piece of information, you'll have to take a pretty long hike to get yeah. to wherever the next place is. And that gives you just a lot of time to think about what you've found and sort of it's a slow burn. And I think that also helps a lot with getting you into Henry and Delilah's shoes and starting to theorize about the things you've discovered and think about these outlandish conclusions that none of them end up being the case, but you kind of get wrapped up in the mystery with them and you start to brainstorm all this crazy shit because they give you so much time to yourself to oh, yeah. just stew in the information. A lot of time to think. I think that's the only thing we didn't bring up. Um, other than that, I think we've touched on everything. Do we think the story could be told to the same effect if it was like a movie? Because um... I personally, I think it could be done, but I don't think it would be as powerful personally. yeah i don't think it would be nearly as good it definitely could be done given the entire game is pretty much just kind of witnessing a giant story unfolding um mm -hmm. which is you know kind of like a movie script but again going through and like having to just just little things like stepping over the body uh, seeing all those items disappear, getting to explore the den in the in the uh, Delilah's Firewatch Tower for yourself, it feels much more personal. It does. You are somehow you have to live through the same disappointment that the characters are. I feel like that wouldn't really be the case in the movie. Exactly. I was gonna say it. The immersion is so crucial to making you feel disappointed. Because mm -hmm. if it didn't have you immersed, then already with it being an immersive game the disappointing ending was heavily criticized i know a lot of people really hated this game because it ended in such a crushing way and it just yeah. like it didn't feel satisfying at all which was obviously the point mm -hmm. um but if you hadn't been immersed in that story and felt that crushing disappointment yourself and it had just been told to you that there is this disappointing ending. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would just be regular disappointing and not feel like it was intentional, like soul crushing disappointing, you know? Totally. I think the the fact that you're living through it is really important to making it work as a concept. Yeah, the immersion is absolutely essential. And you can get immersed in movies, but, but it not doesn't in the feel same way. It doesn't feel like you're living it, you know? Mm -hmm. In Firewatch, they really want you to be Henry. And you could watch Henry do this stuff, but you'd always feel like it's Henry doing this stuff. It's not you doing this stuff. It's Henry talking to Delilah. It's not you and your friend Delilah. Like, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't think it would work No. as a movie. I think it it could be made into a movie. It could be. It could be, for sure, but... But it, I don't think it would be very good, personally. No, no, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, because the entire game, you're... I, I just don't know what would be filled visually. Um, exactly. Like, you know, if it were just the audio, yeah, no, sure, that works. Because, I mean, the entire game is, you know, listening to Henry and Delilah form and, like, develop this relationship over time. But uh -huh. I just don't know, like, what you would have them really be doing on screen yeah you can't just show an hour and a half of a guy hiking through the forest like yeah i mean you could but it's not yeah <laughs> i don't think people are really gonna like it that much i think you doing the hiking yourself is important for making it not boring as shit yeah and it also helps a lot with pacing and if you were watching it in a movie and there were long sections of silence where this random dude is walking and that's like all that's happening I think that would be a really, really boring movie, personally. I I wouldn't be that interested in watching a Firewatch movie if 
I hadn't played through the game already. I think definitely not. Yeah, it would it wouldn't interest me. Is the thing like I don't know. I don't think it would work. No. I really don't think it would work. Actually, the more I think about it, the less I think it would work. So there's our answer for this episode. I suppose it it has to be a game. Bad movie. Because if it if it wasn't, yeah, bad movie, bad movie, bad movie, not a fan, bad movie, bad thumbs down, two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you, there you have it. <laughs> We've reached the light at the end of the tunnel. That's Firewatch. Devastating game. Maybe not for everyone, but I personally love it. And I think it was a very good choice for a first episode here. I think there's a lot to discuss about how it being a game is important. All right. Any closing remarks? Um, not off the top of my head. I'd say the highlights of this game are probably the character development over time in terms of relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. And the sense that, again, I cannot reiterate this enough, it is just such a unique game in the way it that is. it tells its story, the way it builds up, and the climax. I, mm-hmm. I've never played anything like it, so I I think it's a really unique experience. Again, probably not for everyone, but um, if you're really into story games and you really like, you're tired of the whole like happy ending trope, um, you know, really wanting a lot of action, a lot of adventure, there's not a lot of that. It's a fairly simple story that they're trying to tell but that's not the impression that you're under for most of the game yeah um definitely and that's it's a really unique experience so i i personally highly recommend this game badass nice all right nice (laughs) all right well thank you all we hope you enjoyed this episode that probably won't ever be released but i don't know maybe there's enough to salvage here um we'll see um and we hope you'll join us again for the next episode which will be on outer wilds excited i'm so excited oh my god it's gonna be so good all right (laughs) well thank you so much and have a good one everybody